You're listening to Oh Hey Life, the podcast designed to elevate your thinking, question the status quo, and motivate you to start living the life you actually freaking want. Oh hey, welcome to another episode of Oh Hey Life. Today is part two of Energy to Action. It's a little two-part mini-series and last week I spoke about putting an end to paralysis by analysis. That was off the back of episode two, Clarity, Meaning, Energy and Action, Climbing the Action Ladder and Avoiding Snakes. And the two things that can prevent you from turning energy into action. Make sure you check out last week's episode if you haven't already, because today is a continuation of that and we are going to be talking about disruption to your energy. So the anecdote that I used when I first spoke about this in episode two was an electrical appliance. I spoke about a kettle that boils water and if the kettle's not plugged in or it's not switched on or there's something wrong with the electricity, it's not going to be able to do its job. And the same thing goes for you and for me and for us and every human on the planet. If we don't have energy, something disrupts the energy, you're not going to be able to take action. So today I'm going to talk about how to make sure your energy doesn't become disrupted. And this is a topic that's very close to my heart because last year I became truly and utterly burnt out. So I know quite a bit about the topic and I will share some of my own experiences today too. Now requiring energy to take action is a very simple concept to grasp, right? You, you need energy to get out of bed in the morning. So I'm talking purely about that physical energy and, and mental energy that we possess or don't possess that enables us to get out of bed in the morning and, and take action. The first obvious way to address physical energy is the way we look after ourselves physically. Not everyone realizes that the way we look after ourselves mentally can also impact us physically. So I'm going to talk about that later on in the episode, but let's talk about the physical aspects first. Now, I remember a time when I was 19 and at least twice I went out, you know, all night on, I don't know, a Wednesday or a Thursday night, whatever we did back then, came home, had breakfast and then went to work. Now, when you're young, I feel like you kind of have to go through that that phase in life where, where you do things like that. But certainly, uh, as you get older, it it you know it doesn't work, and you really do have to make sure you look after yourself physically. And I'm talking about the absolute basics here. And I know people who complain about their lack of energy. And then I look at their physical behaviors and I'm like, man, what the fuck are you complaining about? You're doing this to yourself. So I'm talking about, you know, drinking excessively, smoking, eating bad food. You know, you cannot expect to feel your best and your most energetic when you are feeding your body poison. Think about our cells and what our bodies are made up of. Uh, I mean, water is supposedly a large part of what the human body is comprised of, but our, our cells are literally what we eat. So if we're not eating real food and if we're constantly drinking poison, 
our cells are not going to be optimized to function at their best. And don't get me wrong, I mean, I, I drink alcohol, I'm a champagne connoisseur, but you know, every now and then I, I choose to do that and it's, it's 5% of the time. The rest of the time I eat a very, very healthy diet. I mostly drink water. I don't you know, drink soft drinks and things like that. Again, it would be a very, very occasional treat. But it's driven by the fact that I want to wake up in the morning and feel good and feel like I'm able to go and do the things that I want to do. So those are the, the fundamental ways to look after yourself physically. So if you're not feeling your best and you are regularly or more often than not consuming things that are proven to not be good for us, make a change. You know, it's it's hard, especially when you're habitually addicted <laughs> or stuck in these ways, but you know, just Drink, uh, you know, a couple of nights less per week as a start. I, I, I can't give some great advice on that because I haven't been in a position where I've really had to, to change out of our really bad consumption habits, but that's got to be a good first step, right? The second way to start looking after your energy, protecting that energy so that you can continue to take action is to understand what it takes to be productive. And... This is kind of hypocritical coming from me because in my late 20s, hard work is what I thought was the, the sole catalyst to productivity. And, and it's certainly what started my landslide into burnout, which I'll talk about further shortly. But, you know, exercise, healthy eating, um, yes, hard work makes you productive, but, you know, getting adequate sleep but, and also taking time off those are what make you productive or rather a, a, a healthy combination of all those things is what makes you productive. If you're only focused on the treadmill and you never get off it, you're going to burn out. Lastly, a way to protect and encourage your physical energy is to understand whether you're an extrovert or an introvert. Now, this is a really interesting one because... If I look back at myself as a younger Lani, I, I would have thought that I was an introvert. You know, I was very, very academic at school. I was, you know, I was socially awkward, certainly at, you know, primary school up, up until my mid-teens, very socially awkward. But I've come to realize as I've gotten older that I'm actually an extrovert. And I'm not just talking about the actions and the behaviors that you exhibit, but the way that you recover your energy and for me if I don't have regular contact with people and regular engagement with people I get tired I really get my energy from being around people now introverts are the opposite of course introverts rely more heavily on that alone time and that recentering in order to regain the energy so have a look at your life and when you feel the most energetic. Do you feel really energized when you've been in a social situation? Or do you feel drained and like you need a rest? That's a really good way to determine whether you've got you know, ex extrovert or introvert tendencies and can be helpful in determining what uh, activities or what, what things you need to incorporate in your life more or less uh, in order to to maintain a good level of energy.
Now I want to get into the way we look after ourselves mentally and let me acknowledge mental health is you know really at the forefront of our minds at the moment. There's so much more talk in the media now than what there used to be around mental health in the workplace, youth suicide and you know our mental well-being if I if I can put it that way that's determined by our own thoughts and our own influences as well as our external environment so when it comes to energy yes you can make sure you get lots of water you stay hydrated you get adequate sleep you take supplements if you need to you get regular exercise and physical activity but if you don't address the shit that's going on in your head whether it's a result of what other people are doing or saying or what you're doing and saying to yourself you're still going to be unhealthy as such and lacking energy. Now I shouldn't have to say this, but I'm, I'm going to anyway, especially if someone listening needs to hear it, but if there is something on your mind, talk to your friends and talk to your family. And if they don't understand, talk to another friend, engage a professional, find someone else to talk to. I've got a couple of friends in particular who when I was considering making significant change to my life last year by way of, of leaving my long-term uh, job, yeah, a couple of friends who were so helpful in, in that decision-making process and who, who really enabled me to honestly offload what was on my mind and I'll, I'll always be forever grateful to those people and they, they probably know who they are if, if they're listening to this. So. It's extremely valuable when you do have things on your mind that are, that are nicking you in the head. A little more about my story around burnout and the reason I'm talking about it in this part of the episode, you know, the, the sort of mental rather than the physical part of the episode is that even though I was guilty of putting work above, above all else, you know, I put work above myself, I put work above the people I care about, and I didn't take sufficient breaks, I realized very quickly after stopping work last year, which was in June, that most of my burnout was, was mental. And that, was, that stemmed from unknowingly being in an environment that, that didn't align with my values anymore. And that's not to blame my environment or my, my workplace at all, absolutely not. It was due to changes in, you know, in both myself and my workplace. An example, uh, I'd become vegetarian in 2017 and then vegan in 2018. And my employer was heavily involved in the agricultural sector, for example. So, you know, that's just one little way that, you know, just insidiously my work became less aligned with my values and, and I didn't realize that at the time but certainly upon reflection it it became quite apparent that working in that environment with with that you know actual significant um, value misalignment was was exhausting more so I'd noticed uh, my environment becoming increasingly more about money and less about service and value which it's neither the way I was brought up nor the way that I had consciously chosen to be as a young adult. Now, <laughs> before I get any cheeky comments, I, look, I'm not ashamed to say that I do love 
money. I mean, I, I drive a fucking Ferrari, right? But I want to be known for the good that I do for people and the, the positive ways that I contribute to other people's lives and, and their livelihoods and the smiles that I put on fa- people's faces, then, then for how much money I have. And, and there's a difference between those, those things. So in terms of what I can pass on from that experience of mine, it's to, to be honest with yourself. You know, be honest with yourself about your values and, and not, not necessarily you know, honest, but, but be aware of your values. And ask yourself the question if the environment you're in, and, and I'm not just talking about your workplace, you know, it could be it could be your romantic relationship, it could be your friend circle, but ask yourself if the environment you're in supports and aligns with your, your values and your morals and your beliefs, because as I've learned firsthand and can, you know, 100% hand on heart say, when you're in an environment that doesn't do that, it is exhausting. I will personally always be so immensely grateful for that period in my career and I, I have a, a massive amount of respect for the people that I've worked with. And But when I chose to leave, it, it was not only an immensely positive thing for me, but it would have been for them too, you know, to have someone at the helm of their business who's you know, 110% on board with, with its values and, it, and its vision. So remember that if you're facing a similar decision and you're feeling uncertain or guilty about how the other party may cope again whether it's you know your employer so you know a, a friend or some friends or or you know your your boyfriend or whatever uh, or your girlfriend again um you know there's, there's usually a silver lining for both parties love yourself enough to take action based on your inner voice if if something is telling you that that you're in an environment that that doesn't suit you and your core intrinsic values, you know, love yourself enough to have the courage to to make a change because you really will notice such a positive difference on your energy levels. And look, hopefully, if you're listening to this, you're you know you're you're privileged enough to be in a position where you do have choice in your life. And so love yourself enough to to make the right choice for your energy so that you can continue to do what you want to do and and you know be be a good human in this world it, it's as simple as that now lastly i touched on self care in last week's episode and <laughs> i've got such a brutal opinion on this it's just going to like smash what uh, you know all all millennials have been kind of conditioned to believe but it's the fact that self care is not about getting facials and you know buying expensive shoes and handbags and shit it's it's making conscious decisions to deal with whatever's going on in your head or or with your behavior or your your decisions that that could be having a negative impact on your your energy or your your output or your life you know reading and and learning and reflecting and talking and, and absorbing you know that that is is self-care the stuff people talk about is self-care getting facials and stuff like that that's pampering (laughs) that is pampering and there is a difference pampering is not necessary you know you can live without pampering self-care is it's the basics sleeping well eating well 
moving, learning, growing. We're already blessed with the ability to do these things. You know, we, we are surrounded by, by the ability to do these things. So embrace them and reap the benefits on your energy. Hey, at the end of the day, none of us are getting out of here alive. I hate to say it. So don't, don't treat yourself like an afterthought, you know, look after your physical and mental energies so that you can feel armed and, and ready to face anything that life throws at you or that you so choose to tackle in life. So take that message away from today's episode. I am going to leave it there. And it was, um, Pretty, you know, pretty deep. Things got pretty personal there for a while. So you guys have probably learned a little bit more about me in this episode and where my experiences come from when it comes to this kind of topic. So I hope that's helped those of you who aren't necessarily feeling the best physically or mentally. As always, I hope you have an absolutely spectacular day. I'm Lani Fogelberg. Remember to share this podcast with your friends and follow the journey along on Instagram. See you next time.